0: Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Michael Forstner and welcome to the Kaleidoscope podcast. This podcast is dedicated to anyone that's suffering with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease or any type of GI issue. Our goal is to dive deeper into understanding things that can help us improve our GI system. So join us each week where we dive deeper into anything that can be beneficial for us. Hello, 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 and welcome back to The Kaleidoscope. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. I highly recommend you go back and listen to other episodes just to learn more and more what you can do for your ulcerative colitis or any GI issues you may be having. Now, if you've been here before, welcome back. I'm glad you came and joined me again and listened to another episode of The Kaleidoscope. Now, I've recently started an Instagram account, so again, that might be an easier way for you to message me, whether you have any questions about an episode where I get my information and so forth. We do also have a Facebook page, so again, that might be another area for you to message me any questions that you may have. Now, today's episode is a little bit different where I'll be talking about a study I actually read. Now, every so often, I try to read studies just to make sure I'm up to date on certain things that are going on with GI issues. And this one came across and I thought it was kind of important, but also kind of a different study for the most part. Now, the study was the effects of fecal microbiotic transplantation on eight-week remission in patients with ulcerative colitis. So this was a randomized clinical trial. And in studies conducted back in 2013, fecal microbiotic transplantation, and for short, FMT, was an extremely effective treatment for recurrent or refractory clostridium infections. This has encouraged research examining FMT as a potential therapy for other diseases possibly influenced by the microbiome. Now, FMT is proposed to treat ulcerative colitis by modifying the colon ecosystem, but the potential biomechanical and the immune mechanisms by which this may occur are still unknown. FMT has been demonstrating variable efficiency in treating active ulcerative colitis in three randomized clinical trials using aerobic prepared stool suspended with relatively high treatment intensities. So this study though, what they were planning on doing was actually doing a test with anaerobic so, again, we're someone that may not know these terms. I just want to break that down a little bit. So, anaerobic just means it's a living, active, occurring, or existing in the absence of oxygen, where aerobic has to have oxygen around it. So, again, as I'm using those words throughout the time, it may sound like I'm saying the same word, but again, there is a little bit of a difference between those two words. So, most Colon bacteria are anaerobic and are extremely oxygen sensitive. Thus, they may be diminished or eliminated when stool is processed under aerobic conditions. If oxygen sensitivity organisms or their metabolites contribute to the clinical effects of FMT, preserving their variability may enhance the clinical effects. The object or objective of this study was to investigate whether using anaerobically prepared stools with lower treatment burden would be effective in inducing remission ultra ulcerative colitis compared to those with the aerobic um, submission. So again, they're going to kind of compare between the two, the anaerobic with not doing as much high intensity compared to aerobic where they're doing a lot more intensity with the fecal transplant. So from this study, there are some key points that I want to shed some light on. The first being the question, which I always think is important when it comes to a study. So their question was, can a short duration of fecal microbiotic transplantation, FMT, using anaerobically prepared pooled stools, suspended induced remission, and in active ulcerative colitis? Kind of a mouthful, but again, it's a very good question because the study was trying to see if anaerobic would be as effective, if not more, since we already know studies on aerobic bacteria being beneficial with fecal transplant with ulcerative colitis so again they wanted to see with doing different type of bacteria because again our colon is more anaerobic so they wanted to see if we're using that then if that's actually gonna have a better outcome for these patients so they did a design setting and they had a certain amount of participants um, typically you want to have a large group but in this one they only had a total of 73 adults So again, it's a good number, but it's not as high as it could be. But again, these 73 adults, um, they had mild to moderate active ulcerative were enrolled in a multi-center, randomized, double-blind clinical trial in three Australian tertiary referral centers between June 2013 and June 2016 with a 12-month follow-up until June 2017. So again, they were really being precise about how they were doing this and setting up to make sure that no one knew exactly who is getting what? And so that way, the doctors themselves didn't know who was getting it either. So that's what that double blind clinical study does. So the patients don't know what they're getting, and the doctors also don't know what they're administering because sometimes there can be a little bit of bias if a doctor knows they're getting them the correct stuff or they're not giving, they're just giving the placebo. Um, again, that may alter the effects of what's going to happen. So patients are randomly, again, Um, randomly selected either anaerobically prepared for fmt so there's 38 and auto which was um, 35 via colonoscopy followed by two enemas over seven days open lab therapy was offered to the fmt participants at eight weeks and they were followed up after 12 months so the main outcome in the measurements the primary outcome was steroid free remission of ulcerative defined as a total male score of less than or equal to two with an endoscopic male score of one or less at week eight. Now the total male score ranges from zero to 12, zero being no disease at all and 12 being the most severe disease. Steroid-free remission of colitis was reassessed at 12 months. Secondary clinical outcomes include adverse events. Now the results I thought were pretty fascinating on this actually because among the 73 patients who were randomized 69 complete the trial so again it's not uncommon to have a few people drop out throughout the uh, throughout the clinic just because something may happen they may um, have to step away they can't make it um, they may have not have been following protocols so again having a few people drop out is not that uncommon now, the primary outcomes was to achieve in the 12 of the 38 participants. So there was a 32% receiving pool donor FMT compared to the 3% or 3 of the 35 that did not receive it. So that means a 30%, 32% of the people receiving this actually had benefits from it compared to the other folks who did not where there was about a 9%. So again, with the anaerobic treatment, there was increase about 32%, which is actually pretty high. When it comes to studying that, that means one in almost every three patients was getting a little bit better. Now, during this though, uh, with during the FMT remission, there were three serious adverse events in the donors um, with FMT. So again, there is still some type of um, danger with this as well. So again, it's not just a for sure you're either going to help it or it's not going to do anything, there is some adverse effects. So again, when you're looking into something like this, you want to make sure you know the pros and cons of everything going on. So in conclusion, the primary study of adults with mild to moderate ulcerative colitis one week treatment with anaerobic prepared donor FMT compared with the other results was highly likely to have remission at eight weeks. But again, further research is needed to assess longer-term maintenance of remission and safety because again, this is only one study. There is a small sample size of 69 people because again, 73 was the starting point, but only 69 finished. So again, I'll be really curious if they keep looking and doing more on this. I have heard really great benefits from this. I myself personally have not done it, but again, it's something that I wanted to learn more about. And maybe something down the road that I may look into doing at some point. As of right now, it is not something I plan on doing. I plan on still working with my diet, uh, making sure I sleep, exercise, doing all those things that can really help out as well. So again, I thought this was a really cool study. Just again, shed some light on a different perspective for any GI issues, especially ulcer because that's what the study was on. Um, let me know what you think about this, because again, it is one of those things that I don't think a lot of people talk about. So. Again, you can message me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can go to our website as well. So again, I want to hear your feedback on what you think about this and other episodes as well. So that's all we have for today's podcast. As always, stay healthy, my friends. We'll see you next time. Way to go. You listen to another episode on the Kaleidoscope. Now, each episode, I hope you're learning more and more about ulcerative and other GI issues. Again, this spot right here on this podcast is dedicated to you. So if there's anything that you want us to talk about, send us an email, um, hit us up on any podcast station, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible and talk about that topic for you. As always, stay healthy.